Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Black Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at shopgwdistrict.com. That's shopgwdistrict.com. The GW District, a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. That's right. That's right. How have your day been and been going and everything? Good. Good. I mean, business can always be busier, but, you know, you could say is, that about anything, really. Is it normally slow around this time? Um, it really varies from day to day. It, there's no regular thing. If If anything, I can usually count on Tuesdays and Wednesdays being my very slowest days, but the rest of the week... It's just a complete crapshoot. You never know what's going to happen from day to day. So, yeah, because I know, like, because I, uh, I talk to a lot of cam ladies, and mm-hmm. there's seasons for it. There's days of the week and everything, and um, it's like, how much do you like pay attention to, like, when it's a certain type of the year or what have you? Well, I um, mean, I've been doing this for five years, so I. I know it pretty well. Usually, you know, this is coming up on tax season. So a lot of people are already getting their tax refunds. So it's definitely not always a case of people don't have the money for it. It just is a matter of who they're spending their money on. I'm pretty sure they spend money on them big pretty titties of yours. Yeah, my titties are pretty popular. Can't lie. (laughs) My God, how big are they? 40H. Mmm. Yeah, they're pretty huge. Yeah, yeah men get lost in those. Get lost in those. Yeah, they <laughs> usually do get completely lost in them. <laughs> oh my goodness! And you got booty too. So yeah, I do. I think your your titties are the money maker for the most part. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay. Well, look, I'm about to do these particulars so we can get this this wonderful show to view and what have you on the road if it's okay. Yeah, of course. Go ahead. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcast career. All you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and set yourself up a profile today. I'm your host, Kevin Alva, Seven Champ, a.k.a. the Porn Rap Star. Y'all know what it is. Find my porn links, my music links, as well as my social media links where you can follow me, all with one link, all my links, dot com backslash porn rap star. I have three wonderful sponsors to tell you about. The first one being the Facebook and Ellis community, EllisSwirl.com. Get a profile. Also, check out Eroticism Magazine at eroticismmagazine.com. Yes, monthly subscription, get it digital or get it paperback and mail to you. And last but not least, as well as black-owned, excitebunny.com. This is for both the people that love to spend money and for the and the people that love to make money. For the content creator, 90% profit. That's right, you take home 90% profit. And if you need healthcare, take off of that too. And for the people that like to spend money, you get to find a new spot, way cooler than that of OnlyFans, and easier to navigate than OnlyFans, and some of the hottest content creators and porn stars in the business giving you some hot content. So go to ExciteBunny.com, and whether you're a content creator or you're just a fan, they enjoy a good sex scene. 
get a profile today. Also, we're a proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. Multiple podcasts give you the black experience. Plus, while you're there, experience some great shopping. You get the opportunity to buy products from over 500 black-owned shops and retailers. So go to shopgwdistrict.com, buy black, support black businesses, build a good black economy, so create generational wealth. And also, check me out on skyhawkafterdarktv.com. Go there today, listen to the um, podcast on my personal page or listen to it through the medium of the radio station. So go to skyhawkafterdarktv.com and catch that smoke. Now I'm about to shut up and let this professional, <laughs> beautiful, sexy BBW cam model introduce herself. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Rose Matter. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And you have been a cam girl for five years five years full time now before we go into this interview between the years of the five years that has been you have seen a lot of how the game has changed with webcamming and the whole nine what's the one thing that has been the, the constant that hasn't changed um probably that guys are always going to need to get their nut off well, we know that. Over after midnight is jailing legs and motherfuckers ain't trying to go to prison. No. So, but that is so true. That is so true. And what got you into doing webcamming? I used to be a production manager for a real big company. And I just got burned out working 60, 70 hour weeks. And so I decided I was going to change it up a little bit. And I happened to see this ad for camming online when I was considering where I was going to transition to. And I really didn't think anything was going to come of it because I didn't know anything at all about camming. I didn't even know that was really a thing people did for actual work. And so... I sent in all my information and some pictures and talked about myself and they signed me up the same day and I still didn't take it seriously. I thought it was just a bunch of bullshit, but the, the first week I worked 17 hours and like my take home pay was more than two weeks of salary and bonuses as a manager, like killing myself for an organization who could easily replace me in two seconds. So. Hold on, hold on, let's unpack that. <laughs> Repeat that again. So the listeners can hear that. The which part? Did the whole thing. You said how much how much you made within your the versus Yeah. Uh, I worked seventeen hours my first week on camera and my take home pay was more than two weeks of my salary plus bonuses that I had been taking home as a manager. So a fraction of the time where I was working 60, 70 hour weeks in 17 hours, I brought home half of what I made in a month. (laughs) So now with that being said, (laughs) what's your thoughts? (laughs) What did you think about coming after that? (laughs) I thought, holy shit, (laughs) this is a game changer. You know, because when you think about a regular job, you know, nine to five or whatever your hours are during, you know, a regular work week and how much time and energy and commitment you give to a regular employer, grinding it out and making them, let's face it, a shit ton of money on the regular. And then you turn around from killing yourself from that company to working not even a part time amount of hours and it blows your salary out of the water. And I mean, I have like a great education. I have two different college degrees. I have an excellent work history. So I knew the managerial regular world. And then this just, you can't, you can't compare, you know, people who work in the regular world, as I call it, you know, you spend all week at work. What do you do on your days off? 
run errands. You got to go to the grocery store. You got to clean the house. You got to do this. You got to do that. And now that I'm self-employed, I work from the comfort of my home and I have so much extra time to do things I actually care about that I like. And I don't ever feel guilty if I can't work one day because I'm sick. I don't ever have that ingrained guilt that we're taught to feel when we are sick from a regular job. You know, who's going to cover my shift? Who's going to have to pick up all of the work that I normally do on top of all of the work they're already doing? You know, you don't have any of that. I have zero regrets from leaving that world behind. Yeah, because, um, but also what you learn from that world, you actually are applying. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when you come from a background that's focused on entirely customer service, on production, on managing and balancing schedules, you really can take everything that you learn in the normal workforce and apply it to your business. I always treat my customers with respect and I'm always grateful for them because the reality is they can literally choose out of hundreds of thousands of people to spend their money on. So when a customer comes to me and wants to spend their very hard-earned money on me, I'm 100% grateful because without them, I couldn't live the life that I do. I couldn't have accomplished what I've accomplished in the last five years. I I believe that. So take me back to the first cam show you did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had like, oh God, I was, I was so unprepared because when I signed up, I wasn't given any information about what to do, what to try, what not to like. I had no information. They just said, okay, you're signed up, go. And that was it. So I had to learn kind of the hard way how to navigate around. But I think I had one dildo, no vibrators, and it was just me and like two pieces of lingerie. That's all I had. I had nothing because I didn't I I didn't think I was going to be doing this. I really just thought it was like, oh, whatever. I'll just try it. Ha ha. It'll be funny. And then I'll just move on to my regular life. And now I'm like the dildo queen. Dildos and lingerie and vibrant, like everything. And all the cameras and the lighting, all of it. So, yeah, at first it was, it was, I wasn't really nervous. I just really honestly didn't think people were going to pay money to see me do anything on camera. Who pays for that? Lots of people, apparently. Now, I'm going to ask you this. Did also, was any of that also part in with the fact you was a BBW? Yeah, because, you know, society is still really judgmental of people who have different body types. So a lot of that hesitation and thinking that somebody would actually pay money to see was like, I'm not for everybody. And I'm perfectly okay with that. I accept myself for who I am, because I think you really have to build yourself up on the inside before you can really put yourself out there for anybody else. So I don't have a problem with my body type, but a lot of other people do. And so I really just thought this is going to go nowhere. Who's going to, who would possibly pay to see me, you know, because in my head, all I knew about the cam world was that, you know, it was all these perfect bodies and shapes like Barbie dolls and that they were always going to be the ones making all of the money, but it's totally not true. There's some, there's a niche for everybody out there. Found out that. The, the, the internet love big girls, especially yeah. big titties. <laughs> big time. They are obsessed with my titties, but I am too, so I don't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> so so how, how much is your brand built around your titties? How much is what? Your brand built around your titties. Oh, um, pretty much, I would say probably 70% built around my tits. You know, they're they're the first thing you notice about me. You know, they enter a room before I do. So you can't escape them. You know, they're just there. But I think also I do have a reputation for just being kind and thoughtful and considerate. And I think that that's so important in this industry that you recognize that your customers really make everything possible for you. 
the key to from talking to like from cam house girls to ladies that actually run the houses is the key to this is personality and definitely age mm-hmm. the viewers or the customers in a way that you should be able to make money and cam it without even showing your pussy for so much absolutely so when did you master that because that, that because that's something that in my opinion it can be taught but it's actually 50 percent down to 75 percent natural mine was like 100 percent natural it didn't take me like within the first I would say probably one to two hours of being on camera the very first time I already was hitting my groove. So it's, it's, it's easy for me because I just, I think about the way that I want to be treated. And I think at the end of the day, really everybody just wants to feel like they were worth being remembered by somebody. And I have a great knack for remembering names of all of my customers, their kinks, their families, their fetishes, anything that they've shared with me, I have a natural ability to just remember it. I don't even need to take notes. I just, it just gets locked in my head. So it's easy and customers respond to that. You know, everybody wants to feel like, oh, they really remembered me. That's amazing. They, they love that. You know, who doesn't feel good when somebody's like, oh my God, I totally remember you. We had such a good time. You know, everybody likes that. Yeah, because to me, webcam is a way harder way to go than better content. Um, yes, I would agree. You entertain it in real time versus mm-hmm. you're buying a scene. You know, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, it, so it's kind of like um, you got to really talk to me. You have, you have to be able to fully engage all the customers. And, you know, when you first go online into a cam room, it's unlimited. There could be 100 guys in my room all trying to talk to me at once. And you have to be able to really address everybody and hold multiple conversations about different things the whole time. You have to be able to multitask. You know, you can't just only talk to one person because you might spend 20 persons talking. 20 minutes talking to one person who ends up not even tipping you, you know, whereas if you can balance it out and hold multiple different conversations and make everybody feel like they are important, then you have a much better chance of being successful and making money. So that's somebody to teach a seminar. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now when you was looking at the web campsites, Mm-hmm. We, we talking about back then. Yeah. To the current in a second. Um, how did you choose which ones to go to? Because straight the fuck up and let's keep it one hundred. Um, less than a mini bid for OnlyFans do. You know. So it's kind of like, did you take into account the different percentages versus traffic? Versus word of mouth, you know, go ahead. I only started out on the one site because that was all I knew. Once I realized that this could be something that was sustainable for me for work, I started looking around and seeing what other sites had to offer as far as payout percentages. Um, everything is important when you're considering that. How do they promote? How are they marketing you specifically? Um how are they getting the word out? Um, how are they driving traffic to you specifically? And I tried several other sites, but I stuck with the one that I first signed up with because they've been the best to me. They are one of the most, well, depending on who you ask, they are the most um, like prolific streaming company in the world. A lot I mean, of people like see, others, see, but this one's my favorite. You you can't say what the streaming company is, baby. You know what I'm saying? This, this, this is, oh, you know, it's it's Streamakes. They're my favorite. <laughs> I absolutely love them. I love them. They um. I'm, I'm like that with clips for sale, like because that's what I started with, and they always been good to me. Even though I hate they took away the membership site side mm-hmm. of, because that was my big money maker. So yeah, because my shit like more than half, and I hate that shit. Yeah. So, 
So with that, um, you moved into doing content. Now, what brought you to doing content? Customer requests from the site. Um, it starts, somebody just messaged me on there because you can receive direct messages on there and said, hey, I would love to buy a video of X, Y, and Z. Would you be able to do that for me? Well, yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to. You know, and then it became about once I realized I could do that, then it was, what are the other ways that I can market that? So that's where I use Twitter and other social media. Like um, I'm on Snapchat, obviously isn't everybody, but like X Hamster, FetLife, all of those sites you can utilize to your benefit when it comes to marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing about with the content is more so to point people in the direction of the campsites and mm-hmm. more versus where most people use content to to basically primary make money. Your primary money is really, and your strongest money is with the cabin. I would say it's probably 50-50 for me personally because I have grown a really nice fan base. So I've found enough people on Twitter who enjoy doing private shows like on Skype. And so then it's, they get a discount. So they pay less than they would on my campsite because obviously it's all profit. So I don't need to charge as much. But but you're not as dependent upon the content. You get what I'm coming from? It's, it's. Yeah. I could survive off of just the content easily. Oh, okay then. Because like I said, with the camping is like, can you say, okay, you, you said basically yours is 50-50. Yeah. But like I said, for example, if you decided, I don't want to do content no more, you could probably survive, you can probably still survive good with the camera, am I correct? Absolutely. Yeah, so that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. It, I could easily, it could go either way for me. I do great when I'm on cam and I have no problem selling my content. So okay. it's it's been an easy thing for me. For, I'm, I'm and I know I'm very fortunate. I know it's not like that for everybody, so I'm very grateful for it. Shit, well, this this solo flex was brought to you by Rose Matter. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "I can do it any fucking way. I can give it to you any way. It doesn't matter." Yeah. So, but your content, because now that's a different thought process than that of the camming. Mm-hmm. How do you keep your stuff fresh, unique? different as well with variety well i think a big thing for me is i don't really look at what anybody else does just because i will get stuck in that mind rut of comparing myself to others and what they're doing um i know a lot of other people put so much time and energy and effort into editing and i really don't i don't do hardly any editing at all because I like to provide just a very authentic, genuine, we're right here in the moment. We're getting this done in one take and you're getting it as good as I can give you the very first time. And that's it. And I think that my customers definitely have an appreciation for it, you know, because so much of what you see when you're looking at stuff like this just looks scripted and you can tell things have been touched up and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like a, what you see is what you get kind of girl. So if you want X, Y, and Z in a special video for me, that's exactly what you're going to get. And I'm prompt with it. I don't take a lot of time to get stuff done for people, but it's very authentic and genuine. And I think that makes a huge difference. Yeah, because I think, um, because I, like I took a, a couple of look at your, your solo trailers that you have on your, on your pay on your, on your Twitter page. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, make a point to your your scenes are thought out and you look for variety. It's like you make it a point to I don't I'm not gonna try to give them the same thing I gave them last time. Yeah. So how do you come up with your ideas and where you get the creativity from? I just play around with the camera and see what I like and what I don't like. It and it just goes sometimes off of instinct. Now sometimes Maybe more than sometimes. I do have these crazy ideas about things. Um, so 
sometimes it gets real elaborate and other times it's just real basic. Like I'm out in my yard and this, the sun is rising and I'm like, this would be great light for these pictures. So I just take a series of pictures out there. And then, you know, you see how the response is when you post those and share them on different pages. You know, was it a flop or did people really love it? And then once you see what does well for you, then it's a, it's easier to kind of keep things focused in that general direction. But as far as creativity, it just, whatever pops in my weird head is what I'm doing, basically. <laughs> Yeah, cause, cause yeah, you get down with the solos, <laughs> <laughs> because um, because now when it comes to your fetish gambit, um, mm-hmm. of course we know you do big titty fetishes or what have yep. you. Yep. Um, probably titty fucking stuff like that. Of course you do solo. Yep. Um, masturbation. Yeah. Um, other fetishes besides those that you do. Uh, oil always super popular. Um, lots of oil just rubbed all over. Also, um, <laughs> I do have a reputation for some sloppy deep throat. That's probably one of my, it's probably my second most popular request. Um, sloppy deep throat. Um, the mommy role play kind of thing. You know, the my hot stepson's home from college and now I'm going to seduce him kind of thing. Always extremely popular. That's my number one request by far is always some kind of situation with older woman, younger man. I think that's probably because of my tits. I don't know. It too, you be rocking the glasses. So it's kind of like, you know, she's yeah. she sexy, big titty milf next door that, you yeah. know, yeah, and I got. I, uh, I, I, I fuck your mama, dude. I fuck your mama, dude. What you say, man? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Your mama, I <laughs> So yeah. next, I got to ask the hard, one of the hard questions. Mm-hmm. Do you get pressure for the boy girl? Because I know that sometimes people, fans, might ask for it. You might even get male time that might hit you up and ask for it. Um, do you get pressure? And if so, how do you handle it? I never feel pressured. It's easy for me to say no to something, but I don't have a problem doing boy girl content. I love it. It's always a lot of fun. I am fortunate enough to have a couple of playmates who I know and trust who are excellent on camera with me and it's easy to do stuff with them. So it's, right. I don't feel pressured at all for that actually. But, but I mean, but as in, okay. Would you work with people outside of that circle? I don't work with people outside of a circle that I've formed and have trust in. See, bingo. That was the question I was asking. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, on my podcast, we, we, we keep it real. We ask the questions. Yeah. That people will probably want to know. Because I know, factual, there'll be guys that probably want to holler at you about doing scenes or possibly doing shoots or whatever. Oh, and, Yeah. That's my whole inbox is filled with guys who are asking if they can work with me, if they can fuck me and blah, blah. I just, I take everything with a grain of salt. You know, a lot of guys talk so much about how they want to be on camera. They want to be a porn star. Uh, I had one guy message me who was like, hi, I'm single. My dick is nine and a half inches. Can we hook up? No, we can't because that doesn't mean anything to me. Like, that means nothing. Like, so what? Like, what's next? Like, you you have to develop a rapport and a level of trust to be able to do those kind of things on camera with somebody. You know, you, you have to. And without that, it, it just won't work. So I don't work with anybody who I don't have experience with. You know, if I'm looking at adding in a potential playmate or somebody to be on camera with, then that takes time and effort and a lot of communication. And see, that's the thing that I tell people. No, don't change who you are for the industry. Absolutely. You adjust to the industry, but you don't change who you are for the industry. Yep. Because even to, to speak to that, I tell any female, if you're going to, okay, there's a blueprint to this business. And I always say this. You have resident male talent that you work with, and then you work with established male talent outside yes. your circle. And what you do that for is just to build your cachet and to build your brand and get it out there more because they have that they do this for a living, period. 
you know, right. period. Just in this day and age, you done got muddied up because of OnlyFans. Now, everybody that has a cell phone thinks that they're a porn star. Mm-hmm. Everybody. <laughs> you know, period. So, it's kind of to... That's why I ask females, and this is why I do these podcasts, if someone did step to a female, what did he have to bring to the table? You know, period. Right. And I'll say the same thing. Cachet. You mm-hmm. have to be experienced. You have to be seen. Even to the point of you have to be TTS tested. All that shit. Definitely. So, but, yeah, but here's the thing. Everybody ain't got 300 goddamn dollars every month <laughs> <laughs> or every two weeks. So, and, and like I said, if you have that base, do you need to go outside of it? I think that's all completely up to, you know, people's personal preferences. Mm-hmm. You know, if mm-hmm. I think if it's not broken, don't fix it. You know, if what I'm doing works for me and keeps me successful how I am now, I'm okay with that. I don't feel the need to do more or grow bigger and better. Like, I don't need to get into all that. You know, I'm happy just being my normal self. Because I'm going to tell you what's funny. I'm scrolling. I scroll down. I don't see now, boy, girl. <laughs> see it up there. That's why I asked. <laughs> oh, I have lots. I have lots, but I don't post. You don't post a lot. Yeah, I don't post a lot. That's like private content. Yeah. But see, but do okay. I'm asking you this then. Do you think that your brand, because your brand is not built off a of boy girl, is not a need for it, but so much because your brand is based off of fetish and cam girl. You feel mm-hmm. me? So mm-hmm. it's like when you do boy girl, it's it's that dessert after that decent meal, that good meal. You feel what I'm coming from? Yeah, I think, you know, I've been so focused on being a solo performer for so long that that's really what like my followers on the campsite. That's all they want from me. They don't even like to talk about me being with somebody on camera like they get very upset so that's Uh, definitely part of how i built my brand you know i'm just a solo uh, performer but i also have plenty of stuff with playmates that's the question that's the million dollar question ladies and gentlemen if you did shift and did more boy girl would it hurt your money who knows? You can't predict anything like that. Because I had a lot of girls say, nah, I don't do boy girl because I'm afraid that my fan base will get turned off. I'm not you afraid get- of my fan base getting turned off, but it's different when you're talking about going on cam and different when you're just making content, yeah. you know? Because when, it, when it's on camera, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to sit there and you have, you know, thousands of followers who come online to talk to you. And then you have a guy just sitting around waiting Waiting, hoping somebody's going to request it so you can fuck. Like, for for a minute while the guy jerks off and nuts af- after 30 seconds. I mean, it's just it's just not a factor for me, personally. I, I'm just surprised that you ain't been hit up by Score Magazine or Plumper Pass. <laughs> I, I, got, I talked to Plumper Pass a little bit, and I was also talking to J. Crew, who asked me to come to California. I knew but, it. I know. I know talent when I see it. Damn it. I know talent but, um, when I see it. I, I've also been talking to um, Kane Marco down in Florida, who's been really nice, and potentially going down there to do a shoot with him. But, you know, it, everything in your life has to line up so that you can branch out and do these other things. So I just have so much going on right now with the house that I bought. If you so. did jump to that arena, to let's say you did something with Plumber Pass to that, to, mm-hmm. to that level what have you is is now you once you hit that bar you got to stay at that bar because that 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 that's what i tell ladies all the time which is facts and which is going to bring us to um a segue in a minute is that being the same way with the way that they saw you is the way they they want to continue to see you mm-hmm. you, feel you know period so, because even to just people you named, them heavyweights, you right. feel what I'm coming from? So, mm-hmm. so it's going, and, and 
Yeah. So I'm going to ask you this, though. If you did travel into the boy girl arena, because that's money, that's money on the table. Them, them people pay for the most part. Um, now, with that being said, and now you're going to be seen by such a broad audience, a broader audience, will that now make you, would you, how can I put it, would you consider doing more boy girl? And then if you did, would now the pressure be on because now you had to be at the level that they saw you when you was with school or when you was with Plumper Pass? You get what I'm coming from? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I don't feel pressured by anything like that. Nothing like that bothers me. I don't live my life by anybody else's rules and expectations. So if I, if I get a bad vibe and somebody feels like they're going to pressure me or have those crazy expectations of me, then I just won't deal with them. It's very easy for me to cut things off like that. I just, I refuse to let that be part of my working life. I dealt with enough pressure and bullshit from people in my normal life. Why would I do that to myself when I'm self-employed and very happy with how things are going now? Because it's not even with pressure. It's when they see the reaction from the fan base. See, this is what I mean by this. You have females that are going to stay on brand no matter fucking what. Meaning that, okay, you did the plumber pass shit. After that, all of a sudden, the, little, the boy girl stuff you have is popping off. And now they're like, yo, we want to see more. Some females, it ain't that they jump because the fans want to see more. They see that it's selling more. You get where I'm coming from? So if it's not just the pressure of fans, but it's also the pressure of, damn it, I'm seeing that this shit is generating more income for me. But I'm so, still not going to do it if I don't feel like it. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. I just, I, I'm not going to stray from what I know keeps me and makes me happy. You know, I'm content with how things are. I'm grateful for how things are. I'm not going to, if I did something with Plumper Pass or J. Crew or Kane Marco and things went super well and sales skyrocketed, that's not going to make me change my everyday decisions you know i don't base them off of money i base them off of my personal needs see which the lesson today people is stay on brand <laughs> and you have a fucking choice <laughs> i i just <laughs> think it's i just think it's so important that people you know treat it like a business and take it seriously you can do those two things and still have fun but you have to be satisfied with yourself at the end of the day. You know, you have to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and get up and continue a normal, regular life. You know, whatever that might mean for somebody. I just, yeah, I'm just not interested in all that craziness. Sometimes become slaves to the check. Yeah. It's you know, not worth it, though, you know. And, and at the end of the day, also... You doing boy girl, you're treating it as more as an expansion of my brand, not a part of the brand. You see what you, 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 mm-hmm. you get where I'm coming from? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, you know, when you did content, you did it as an extension of the brand, not a part of the brand. It just so happened to make enough money that you were like, well, you know, maybe I need to do a little bit more content. <laughs> right. You feel me? You know, period. Yeah. But, but but that's what I tell females is at the end of the day, it's what you want to do. Don't do anything more than what you're willing to do. Exactly. And, and like I tell anybody, there's two ways to make money in this business without sucking your dick. You're a career cam girl and successful at it, or you do extreme fetish. Right. <laughs> we, we talk about BDSM type shit to the most point. Yeah. You know, period. So it's kind of like that's the reason why I ask. I have to ask the hard questions because these are the shit that people want to know, you know. Right. And 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 also it helps people that are trying to get into business that this is podcast understand that it's okay if you don't do boy girl, but don't yeah, sit here absolutely. and ask it's for okay. yeah. Let's just keep it real. Oh, some things, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Period. So. 
Now we get to the part of the show where the pussies go dry and the dicks go limp. They talk about the business. Now you've been in this business five years. Mm-hmm. Before I go to the ups and downs of it. The ups and downs of it? Yeah, tell everybody the difference in the money from when you started to now and versus the work rate. Um, I still work about the same amount of hours every week. I usually work about 20 hours on camera, sometimes 25. I'll obviously do more if there's a big contest going on, but I still just find a way to balance it, you know, because it, it really is work. You know, you put so much into it. And you need to find a balance with it. And then when you spend so much time on camera, you just need to disconnect, like, from all social media at times. Like, you just have to have a complete break so that you can reset and get back to yourself. Um, The money, I would say, I make more now than I did before. Um, But, uh, you know, that, that varies. It's not... It's not like a regular job that has a normal schedule that's predictable where the same thing happens every day, every week of the year. You know, you just have to be able to adapt and go with the flow. Um, The hard stuff is like just dealing with the, the people, like the rude people, the trolls who come on there and feel like they have nothing better going on in their lives than to come to a complete stranger they've never talked to before and just be a complete asshole. You know, that can get to you. So you have to develop some pretty thick skin and just learn to let it go. You know? True, true. Now, um, when, okay, it's slow or what have you, what's some of the things that you do to pick it up, whether it's promotion or you you might do something on cam one day or you might have a specific day that you might do something on cam, you know, what's some of the things that you do to help pick up the pace with sales and, 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 and traffic? I don't do anything to help pick up the sales. Guys are going to spend money on me or they're not, you know, you can't force somebody into your room. You don't know who's watching, um, you know, who's spying using the spy cam mode or anything like that. So I just am myself. I'm animated on camera. I'm very easy to engage with. I ask a lot of questions. I answer a lot of questions. Um, and you can always see my tits. They're always there, usually <laughs> spilling out of my lingerie. Um, sometimes I might um, bring out a toy for a minute, maybe, and like do a quick little titty fuck or a nice deep throat demonstration if my room is slow um and that always brings in more people into the room but more people doesn't always equal more money it's just more traffic so yeah because it's like that's why i like talking to to, to cam girls because it's a different take on the business right on how the business moves in the whole nine you know period now how do you navigate the way that now First, they were doing it with uh, with the mini vids and uh, we talking about the hashtags um, becoming more PC and and it, and more stuff is being banned and videos being bumped off because of you know what I'm saying risque or what have you. How do you navigate that now with especially with camera that they're messing with that as well because i heard that some girls can't even say daddy on cam um well i guess that depends on your site you can still say that on my site but you know you just learn how to work around it it's important that we're sensitive to what's going on around us and aren't using terms that are ave or belong to you know, a group of people who are at a more disadvantage than obviously white people like me, you know, you just try to be more sensitive and thoughtful about things. And, you know, there's so many words you can use. You don't need to only focus on one way to say the same thing over and over. So it's just about educating yourself, really. Yeah, but I mean, but not, but now ain't ain't we really talking about the, the racial shit. I mean, that's part of it, too. I'm talking about even to the piss, the scat, uh, 
You can't even say gangbang. <laughs> well, I don't I don't have that experience on my site though. So yeah. that's not something that impacts me really. Yeah. I mean so, it's I mean but, it's good and the, those I'm other good. the other Go stuff ahead. like the water sports and the scat, you know, a lot of sites have never allowed that. That's never changed for a lot of sites. That's never been allowed on my site. It's never been allowed on Stream 8. You know, and that's not stuff that I'm into doing anyway. So doesn't yeah, it, it, doesn't it, impact me at all. It's, it's kind of different, but I know that they, when I was talking to some cam girls, that like it's more word sensitive. It's not necessarily what you do on cam is word sense like word sensitive. Okay, even to the point like, for example, I had a, but uh, I mean this ain't canon, but this is just because <laughs> for sale. I had this, this scene called MILF. It was called Mother-in-Law. I like to fuck. Now, mind mm-hmm. you, it was not stepson, stepdaughter. No, it was she was the mother of the groom. I was the father of the bride. Then you mm-hmm. know, he got it on. They changed it to stepmother-in-law. <laughs> I like the fuck. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So it's like even to the role play, because like you said, you have a lot of people that want you to do mommy shit. Now, I don't necessarily think that, I don't know if you do that on the stream or what have you, probably more on the custom or what have you, but let's say if somebody was doing that on the cam site, you feel me? Mm-hmm. They might you feel what I'm saying? Now, they might not on stream or what have you, but I guarantee you, the same fuckers that's fucking with these other sites, they want to fuck with the cam site, they just ain't figured their way into it yet. Right. Because it's kind of hard to do that because it's live and it it's live. So yeah. how do I sense it live but so much? You get where I'm coming from? Mm-hmm. You, you just, know, for it. You just have to really, like, literally, we have an unlimited supply of words you can use for things, you know? There's nothing preventing anybody from still being able to do those kind of role plays if they want to. If you really want it, you'll figure it out, you know, or move to a site that isn't so restrictive, you know, use your brain about it. Don't just stick with the only thing, you know, when it's changed its terms of service where you can no longer find success. You know, don't be afraid to shop around. Yeah, because. From listening to you, that you was not one that panicked when OnlyFans said they were going to kick off sex workers, so. <laughs> no, did not panic at all. I never was, worry about what OnlyFans is doing. You know, it, it if OnlyFans ended tomorrow, I could it, it would not matter to me at all. It would make like zero, said, zero difference. Because like previously, because you're expanding your repertoire to where you're making money in different ways within the same business, that is beneficial. That's the thing I tell girls, period. The ones that do it all make the most money. Exactly. You just, if you, you are if you are only if you are trying to do this like for survival, which a lot of people are because of the pandemic or for whatever personal reasons they have, and you are limiting yourself to one site, you are in for a world of hurt because that could literally end tomorrow. They don't have to give anybody warning. They could shut it all down entirely right this moment and they wouldn't have to say jack shit to one single person. They don't care. Everybody on that site is expendable to them. And as a creator, you have to look at that site the same fucking way. They have to be expendable. If you have pigeonholed yourself to only relying on that one source of income, you're going to get your ass kicked in the long run. I mean, there's no way around it. There's no way around it. You have to be smart and branch out and use every single thing available to you to make yourself successful. That's all there is to it. See, you heard it from a professional <laughs> cam model. Shoot, I'm saying. So, uh, are we going to any conventions? Nope. She said, I ain't going to no conventions. So nope, never to- have. <laughs> Probably never will. I just, it just doesn't interest me at all. Like, I just, no, nah, it's definitely not my thing. I'd rather stay home and make money. I mean, I ain't mad at you. <laughs> I ain't mad at you, <clears throat> you know, because that's the reason why I do this podcast. So I, so everyone can get different perspectives. Yeah, um, you know, so they can understand what this business entails in yeah. every way. You know, not yeah. everyone 
is going to be a porn star. Some females are going to be cam girls. Some girls will be strippers. Yeah. You know, it's what makes you money and what you're comfortable in. Absolutely. And you money to everybody where they can spend money on you. Hmm. <laughs> um, stream eight. I'm a uh, Rose West on stream eight. That is my cam name on there. Yep. I'm also on Pornhub, on Xamster, on FetLife. And then, of course, I always do private Skype shows, FaceTime shows, Snapchat, Kick. I've got it all. Plus OnlyFans and many of it. But I'm literally on everything. If you name it, I've probably got it. So, But see, not but that what you're supposed to do. You know, you, you, it, it, because every site has different traffic. Oh, sure. Yeah, every, everywhere is different. Yeah, so, I mean, what you're doing is called smart business. You are a smart businesswoman. Yeah, you have to be smart. You can't do this work and not be intelligent. You can't. You won't be successful. Oh, yes. Amen on that one. So, Miss Lady, I want you to come back on the show. I'd be delighted to. So so I can call you a smoke buddy? Absolutely. See, we got another one, and she will be back. And you also will get to hear her also on the premium smoke room, $4.99 a month. You're talking about four premium podcasts plus extra premium episodes for you to enjoy weekly. And it's only $4.99 a month. So we do the math, plus on top of what I'm already giving you with the Smokers Lounge, you're getting a lot of content. And you get to hear this sexy, big booby lady <laughs> on some of them episodes so she will be back for sure i'm so happy to have you I'm blessed. thanks for inviting me it was my pleasure no doubt so you know how we end this people all day every day life is a learning experience what's the point of the experience you didn't learn anything smoke this over thank you for coming mama hold on let me Hey, how you doing? Let me tell you about a great deal. Why don't you come on over to the premium smoke room? There ain't no smoke like premium smoke. I'm talking about four premium podcasts. I'm talking about Miss Big Queen and the Porn Rap Star. I'm talking about Pilgrim on Wrestling. I'm talking about Causing Havoc with Princess Havoc, as well as the Read Daily Report. Oh, I'm sorry. Five. STO Dark. Plus also extra premium episodes for some of the hottest ladies and gents in the business of porn. And all this for $4.99 a month. I'm talking about five to six extra episodes a week. On top of the free shit that you get. So do the math. Great deal. Only on Spotify, only on Anchor. Come check me out. Come catch this premium smoke.